Hey, hey, Donna Price here, the host of Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled that you have joined the show so that you can hear from Visionary Womenpreneurs, their journey to success, the challenges, the hurdles, the successes, and the celebrations to making a difference in the world. We believe that Visionary Womenpreneurs impact not only their families, their customers, their clients, but also their communities, and that ripples out into the world. When you're a successful entrepreneur, you make a difference. This show is all about how to do that, how to become a visionary womenpreneur and make it big in the world. I'm excited to bring to you guests and episodes focused on business building strategies for your success. So let's get started. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Hey, hey, Donna Price here. So I wanted to spend a few minutes today just talking about, like, how did I get here? Who am I? Where did I come from? How did I get here? And to share my story, or at least part of it. So, of course, to truly share the whole thing would be a book. You know, I was born in Chicago in a blizzard, blah, blah, blah. And it would get boring pretty quickly. So that's the part of it part. So I want to just focus on my entrepreneurial journey and tell you about that because that's the most relevant to this podcast and um, to what I want to share long-term on the podcast. So like many businesses that I've met now along my journey, I want to create success and wealth for myself and my family. I did a midlife career change in my late 30s. I went from an administrator at an agency that provided residential services for people with disabilities And I oversaw group homes, apartment programs, independent living. Like when you counted it out, it was like 30 different residential sites. But some of them had one person in them and some of them had, you know, many people in them. So it depended how you counted them in a way. Um, But it was a job where you're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Had a big team of people working for me. And I had taken a leave of absence to do a 72-day outward bound course, a leadership development course, and then came back to that job. And then I took a second leave of absence to do a cross-country bicycle tour that I designed and got a sponsor for and completed that 90-day, 4,500-mile bike tour across the country with a small group and then continued biking down the coast of California and, um, So it was about a five or six month leave of absence from that residential services job. And kind of in that journey was switching my focus more to outdoor recreation. So I took the bold step of leaving that job, the security of a decent salary, benefits, retirement plan, lots of time off and all that stuff to go out to the state of Washington and learn how to facilitate low and high ropes courses in the trees that are really tall in the state of Washington um, and lived in a single wide trailer, did a four month internship, getting paid, I think, $500 a month. So it was quite a, quite a shift from being an administrator. But that 
kind of led me down this path of experiential education and outdoor education and the power of bringing people outside and the power of bringing people on a high ropes course and the deep learning that people can have in those environments. And um, on another another show, I'm going to talk about some of the metaphors for life that I've learned from those environments, but that's a different show. So that led me to deciding, like, this is what I want to do for my career. I want to be in outdoor education. And I decided that I would go and get a second master's degree. So I have a master's degree in outdoor recreation administration and finished that one year master's program outside of Chicago and landed a big job as an administrator at a very prestigious outdoor education center in summer camp. So what I found once I had landed my dream job what was that it was very similar to being an administrator in residential services for people with disabilities. It had high stress, long hours, on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week had a better dress code because I could wear hiking boots and jeans and I had a great view of the lake from my office. Um, And we were doing really incredible work with youth and doing leadership development and um, team building and seeing people's lives change and helping them to see the possibilities of the future and make real change in their lives. So three years into that job, I was kind of finding my way, getting comfortable, and liking the work that we were doing. But personally, my husband and I got derailed. And it, like, really more than derailed. And here, 18 years later, I think, still challenging to talk about or share in a public way. So I'm going to share it and then tell you not a lot about it, but just that we lost a a child and that loss is so devastating and un, kind of undescribable. Um, throws you off course, changes your life in ways that you don't even realize that it's changing your life. Um, but we had fought to be a family through adoption And part of that journey of losing a child was that Jack, our son that we lost, showed us what total love is and the true treasure of being a parent and having children and the total love that they give and that they need. So we worked really hard with our adoption agency to be able to adopt again and we're blessed to bring home a beautiful daughter a year later. And um, and then two and a half years later, we adopted another um, little girl, also beautiful and wonderful. They're both like amazing, amazing people. But my world changed at that moment. And I kept working for a couple of years and trying to figure out the working mom thing and figure out that balance of full-time administrative job and small child and did it part-time for a little while and then went back full-time, did the whole, um, eventually did daycare. Um, But what I found was I no longer wanted to work 14-hour days or be on call 
or be the person that everybody went to for problems. There was times where, you know, people were outside of my office and I felt like the deli counter, <laughs> you know, where it's like, take a number. And people would come in and I'd try to help them solve their problem. And then the next person would come in and I'd try to help them solve their problem. And I didn't want to have to be the person that would jump in and cook for 200 people when the cook cut his hand and couldn't do it. And I didn't want to be the person on call that got the call at two in the morning that there was a problem and I needed to go deal with that. And it wasn't that I didn't care because I cared deeply. And, um, but I wanted my energy and caring at that time to be focused on my children. And so I took that bold step for a second time in my life to walk away from a really good job with great pay, great benefits, a retirement account, college reimbursement, college money for my kids, on and on and on, you know, all the great things of a good job, and decided to start a business. And my partner was totally supportive. He was like, yeah, that place, it's like too much. And um, so he totally supported me in taking that step. But wow, I was naive. So I thought, I'm starting a business. I see friends and colleagues doing it and they're making it really big. So I can do this. And I really thought if I build it, they will come, right? And you know, they they didn't come. <laughs> so it took a while. Actually, it took a long while, but I had a lot to learn because in my life, I had only ever worked in the nonprofit world and we always had clients knocking on our door for services. We didn't really go out looking for clients. We had a waiting list of people that wanted our services. So we didn't really have to do marketing or at least from my perspective in my job and role, we didn't. So when I launched Compass Rose Consulting in 2003, and offered leadership development and team building, what I really launched was a journey of personal development and growth. And I think that that is one of the things that happens if you're an entrepreneur, you have to constantly be learning, constantly be growing, self-evaluating, learning more. Like that's part of the entrepreneurship journey, part of being a CEO. Um, But I also had to begin learning what marketing is. I started off joining networking groups, got business cards, built a website, and started the journey to kind of shifting my business to become a marketing expert and strategist. And it didn't just happen. It took years of training, learning, practicing, testing, learning more, testing more, failing, learning, sharing, collaborating to make it happen. So I think that's one of the important lessons to learn or to know is that when you see other people succeeding, it didn't just happen, right? It took, they were on a journey that made it happen. And so my goal here is to share that journey, not the entire 17 years of it, but the lessons that I think are important the insights that I've gained in testing and failing and testing and succeeding. I believe that being an entrepreneur is a journey worth being on. And as a womanpreneur, 
I find it amazing to watch the women that are putting themselves out there, building businesses and brands and succeeding. So I want you to join me on, on this entrepreneurial quest. It's about visioning the future and believing in that vision. Believing in the vision, even when like you get off track or something happens, like it's that underlying belief that keeps you going and then creating a map to get there, to make it happen because we have the power to do that. We have the power to make it happen. I believe that it's up to us to make our businesses thrive and succeed. And when you have that vision and the map or your strategic plan, then we have to get out there and market and share our message and engage with our clients and potential clients to do that. Marketing, from what I've seen with the people I work with and the people that I network with, is one of the biggest challenges that business owners face because it's a new place that they're going to. It's an uncomfortable place to be for a lot of people. And right now, with the internet and social media, it's a constantly changing kind of place to be too. So there's a lot of choices out there, which is good and bad, probably. Um, The last part is your products and services. You have to have products and services that people want that solve the problem or pain that they're having. So these four things are what I call the four pillars of success. The first pillar is that vision and strategic plan. It's kind of like the leadership pillar. The second one is your marketing message. So your communications and engagement with people. The third one is your operations and systems. And then the fourth one is your um, products and services. And making sure all four pillars are solid pillars and building those on a foundation. Like I see you as the foundation or myself as the foundation. Having health, wellness, like that balance is the foundation. So you need to be taking care of you, the CEO, or the chief visionary officer of your company. But what I hear from most people that I work with or that I talk with is that they don't have time to focus on those four pillars of the foundation because they need more clients now. And so I'm going to be sharing with you on this journey, the system that I've discovered for attracting new clients and building how to build a system for your business. And I don't believe every business can use the same system, but I do believe that every business needs to have a system and not just be throwing things out there, hoping that it works. I call that hope marketing and I haven't seen it work so well. In the program that I wrote years ago, bizology.biz, the science of building a thriving business, I highlight these four pillars in the foundation because I believe in essence, it is a science, but the biggest ingredient is you. Without you taking massive action, it just doesn't happen. So I invite you to join me on this entrepreneurial quest, Visionary Womenpreneurs, and let's do this. Make it happen and have a great day.
Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Women Printers Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary woman printer. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Women Printers, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Make it a great day.